Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, everyone. I'm John Verhoeven, and I was a cop back in Sydney in the 80s. And I'm Paul Verhoeven, John's son. I'm an author, and I wrote two books about Dad's time as a cop. The first five seasons of Loose Units spanned my time in general duties, forensics, my time as a firefighter, and even my stint running a funeral home. But this season, we're visiting the locations of Australia's most notorious, baffling, horrific crimes, and looking at what happened there. From Snowtown to the family, from the Morehouse murders to haunted highways, This season of Loose Units is your go-to guide to the worst crimes in Australian true crime history. Welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. This week, for a bit of a change, Dad and I are actually in the same room. We are sitting across from each other for once. Uh, This is a very, very dark story that we are continuing our exploration of. The ongoing case of Melissa Caddick. It's a really odd one. Dad was the one who actually flagged this story with me a couple of weeks back, and so we have to deal with it. The way in which you pitched this story, though, was specifically around kind of the same way that the cops were alerted to her potential death. So at the end of last episode, Dad, as you recall, uh, she went missing. Mm. Yes. Now, I don't know how else to broach this topic. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's bizarre. But Mm. uh, what did they find? Well, um, they found a foot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how um, you pitched the story at me. You correct. Said, uh, and, and you were sort of a little bit nonplussed, I, I thought. Not nonplussed. I just didn't know how to deal with that fact. because mm. So she went missing. She was 49 when she went missing. Um, she went without her mobile phone. She didn't take a wallet or keys. Uh, this is back November the 12th mm. in 2020. Yeah. And then they found her foot on the beach about 400 kilometres from uh, where she was seen. And they found it about three months after she went missing. Yeah, actually 550 kilometres. Jesus, really? Yeah. So, but this is three months later. Yeah. Now, what kind of... There's so much to unpack here. Um, First of all, when you find a foot, is the assumption that the person is dead? I don't think many people find feet. Okay. I mean, you've got chicken's feet. That's fair. At Yum Cha. Um, which I'll tell you what, here's a handy hint. Don't eat one of the chicken feet. Why? Take it home, dry it out, attach it to a chopstick, and you've got a back scratcher. So that's something you can do. What are you talking about? (laughs) So 
thinking Dad, if you No, it's important to be to, to introduce some brevity because mm. it's a pretty fucked up shit shoot we're heading down and it's we're dealing with some it's weird sitting opposite you, Paul. Yeah, well, I'm not really sitting. I'm kind of perching because there's, there's only one chair in your minimalist apartment. I'm sitting, I'm kind of hunched at a right degree angle. It's very odd. What I will say, Dad, is, okay, if you find a foot washed up on a beach, mm. is your assumption, if you're law enforcement, that the person that foot was attached to is dead? Look, I think in Australia, because of our, our sort of our beach culture, you find that funny? No, I find it funny the idea that like being a beach-oriented culture. Would, oh, you know, I haven't finished the sorry, my, right. my my hypothesis, okay, go on. of which I've got numerous. Um, what I will say is that if you find a foot, yep, uh, or a few feet on a beach, you're going to think sharks. And a few months ago, mm-hmm. a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Did you see that footage? No, it was. Terribly distressing, where a guy was just swimming, ocean swimming, yeah. and there were people fishing, and they all had their mobile phones, as everyone does, and they filmed the guy. We no. I think we touched on it. No, we didn't. Oh, cool. So they filmed this poor English school teacher mm-hmm. being taken by a monster great white within metres of the shore. Wait, this was on social media? Yes, I saw the uncut, unsolicited. No. It was so messed up. Then the shark... Came back, yeah, to finish him. He was fucked already. Because he, he the, look, how did I not hear about this? It was on all the. It was probably on. I would go so far as to say it was probably mentioned in Amalakalit in northern Saskatchewan. That's very specific. The point being. Sharks really go to town on people. They go to town, but they go, they go hard. They go fast, but they wouldn't eat the foot. Uh, no, but look, there have been so, this is such a fascinating case. It's bizarre. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, there are two camps. One group of people, and I must admit I was in this camp in the beginning, mm. was I was convinced that somewhere in Australia or maybe overseas, there would be a woman walking around with a rubber foot. So look for that woman and you've got the kill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, Paul. Hang on. Okay, so... Look. I think I, I originally thought, and it's not... Look, remember with these fascinating cases, mm. we, we, we may never know the facts. But the facts uh, confuse me here because you can... Okay, as somebody who is in forensics, if you find a hand, you can then fingerprint that hand. If you find, you know, dental records, you can, you can, think, you can ID them that way. But mm. if someone's foot washes up, how do you tell that that's the foot of the person you're looking for? DNA. DNA. And she... You know, there would have been various missing people. The... Look, okay, look, there are so many fascinating parts to this story. Mm. And I and, and bear with me, listeners. I think Paul and I are going to go all over the shop today. Yeah. Even though we're not in a shop. No. But, you know, I was, I swim, as everyone knows. I do a lot of ocean swimming. Okay. I've actually done the swim from Bondi yeah. to Watson's Bay. And you saw someone swimming with you who swam so hard that their foot came off. I saw... Someone that was swimming in circles because one foot was shorter than the other. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you row with one oar. It just doesn't work. Correct. Um, Sorry, everyone. Okay, so this morning what I did, I drove yep. up to Dover Heights and I went up to Melissa's street. 
this would be the one that is 550 kilometers from where the foot was found. Correct. So there's a cliff near where she lives. Oh, it's all cliffs. So if she's being... Okay, here's one theory based on only the facts that you've presented me with now. A woman, as you as you found out last week, and as listeners, uh, as readers and listeners of the show will know, um, she spends years ripping people off. Mm. She's being investigated by ASIC. Correct. And then she just bolts from her house, not taking anything with her, and she lives near a cliff. It is logic. The most logical possibility here is that she went, I'm done. I can't deal with this. I can't face up to the truth of what's happened here. I'm just going to throw myself off the cliff. Mm. And then she does. And then her body undergoes various traumas and somehow- the currents carry part of her body, as you mentioned, possibly attacked by a shark, mm. and then the foot washes up on the beach. <clears throat> Three months later, I'm assuming it's not in a very usable state by that point. Um, I actually have been giving this a lot of thought. Okay. And I don't believe mm-hmm. a shark was involved. Oh. Uh, okay. Would you like me to expand on that? Uh, my, my brain went to she was taught, captured and tortured for... I don't know, maybe she ripped off the wrong person, but what do you think happened? That's an interesting uh, hypothesis. Um, In fact, imagine that, listeners. Imagine that she's still alive. She's in some sort of... Bunker or something. Yeah, some some cage. Mm. um, And they've removed a foot, uh, hopefully with anaesthetic, and they've just tossed it into the ocean. Now, weirdly, there there are lots of weird things about this story, but several months Prior to the foot being found, Mm -hmm. forensic pathologists had been experimenting with feet floating in the ocean. And they did some experiments. They didn't use feet, of course, because it would be difficult to get volunteers unless they used, they went to a a rubber foot shop and got some prosthetic feet. That's not really a volunteer. That's just buying some rubber feet. True, but good point. So what they wanted to do was... First of all, what was the test trying to The test to was trying to figure out how far a foot or body part yeah. travels in the currents off the east coast of Australia. And this experiment was going on with no knowledge, no prior knowledge mm. of Melissa Caddock. Wasn't that one of those questions they'd ask you in maths? So one foot is traveling through the ocean at three... <laughs> You know that two trains question? Yeah. Sorry. It's right. So they don't know about the case. They're not trying to figure out where her foot is because the foot hasn't been found yet. Correct. They correct. just happen to be doing They were doing an experiment and they, they, they launched these feet. Or yeah. they, they actually weren't feet. They were these sort of floating devices mm-hmm. that simulated body parts. They wanted to find out how far it was possible. So they've already proven beyond a reasonable doubt that it is not implausible yeah. for the foot to float. 550 kilometers. Well, what were they using instead of rubber feet? These, um... Do you know? They were using these little sort of balloon things. <laughs> Hang on. Paul, don't get bogged down in micro-technicalities. No, because the micro-technicalities, as you put them, that's how you sold me the story. You said, hey, they're doing this thing. Well, it, yes. Look, another get- thing, another thing they did, you know how they, they talk about lipstick on a pig? Uh, Have you heard that expression? No. Okay, cool. So... Some of the detectives involved in this case also... You're not going to tell me the expression? You're just going to breathe? I'm not totally familiar with it. But the thing is, the detectives came up with a uh, quite an interesting theory. They wanted to put um, joggers on a pig and throw the pigs. Was this like a dare they lost? Like a bet or something? Well, they never got to do it because, interestingly, a couple of the detectives became so sort of obsessed with this case that ultimately they were taken off the case by their 
superior officer because the officer thought that they were actually losing the plot. Okay, so the expression is to put lipstick on a pig. It means making superficial or cosmetic changes to a product in a futile attempt to disguise its fundamental failings. Mm -hmm. But what they were doing in this case was, I mean, is there some sort of similarity? Well, pigs are very similar to people. Yeah, but their feet aren't. No, true. They've got little trotters. Yeah, and now if a person had tiny trotter-shaped feet, the Mm. experiment would make sense. But what you're saying is they were putting shoes... On pigs. They, were, they wanted to do it. I don't think they actually got to... What what one or two detectives wanted to do, and I have, I'd like to meet these people and see how their minds work, they wanted to put... I think we know how their minds ...running <laughs> shoes on the pigs. I'm just wondering whether the pigs were alive and they'd sort of put a huge carrot off, a, like a, off the cliff... That's what you'd lure them to, with. <laughs> ...and get them to lunge out towards the carrot and then fall. Right. So you, what you do is you have a sort of drop sheet with a very sexy pig of the opposite or same sex. And then you put lipstick on the pig. You put some runners on so it can really get a good run off. Yep. And then at the last minute, you pull the sheet away and they go, and That's they it. fall into the ocean. Yep. And voila, Melissa Caddick. Yeah. I'm you, not the, sure people are going to... No, you... Okay, so here's the problem, listeners. Dad called me and said, they've been throwing pigs into the ocean I didn't with shoes say, on. I think, I think I did say, in fairness, that that was a theory that they had proposed, but it never went... Some of the, look, people would have been traumatised, obviously, right. particularly, I don't, I don't want to sort of, you know, use sort of stratum in society in terms of saying that particular suburb, the people would be more offended than another suburb, but... Are you in, saying that people who don't eat pork would be offended no, by No, nothing this? to do with the pork. It's, 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 I don't want to go down the socioeconomic thing, but it's a very affluent suburb, and I think people, because there are parks up there above mm. the cliffs, and I think... Can you imagine a family taking their children, uh, you know, for a walk, yep. kids in prams, all of a sudden seeing pigs being thrown off cliffs wearing runners? What was the actual goal of this stupid experiment? To see how far feet would drift. Correct. If they were, but they weren't detaching well, the feet from the pigs. No, well, initially the the um, the, the pig is, is whole. Yeah. With, um, I'm not sure whether it would have had two or four runners. Hang on. No, 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 sorry. Daddy, if you're throwing pigs' feet into the ocean to see how far they're floating... The pigs are connected, Paul. The feet are connected. That's what I'm saying. If the experiment is, in fact, to see how far the feet would float, which is what you implied, Mm. then you would kill the pig and then put the trotter in the shoe. You wouldn't put the pig in shoes and then kill the pig and then cut the feet off the pig. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? You've must I understand everything. If I Google pig shoe experiment... God, my Google search history is fucking garbage at this point. Pig shoe experiment. This is why we don't do shows in person anymore. Pig shoe experiment. There's literally nothing coming up on the news. No. There's nothing. Where did you hear this? Where did you hear this? Paul. Don't say it doesn't matter because it does matter. No, it matter. does. And it's, 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 it, that is a, a the, fact that some people will concur. The reason, with. the reason we're talking about Melissa Caddick is because dad said you wouldn't believe what they're doing. They're figuring out how far feet can float through the currents using pigs' feet. And they're putting the pigs in shoes and throwing them off cliffs. And I said, that's weird. And you said, no, no, it makes sense because Melissa Caddick's foot was found. Mm. Paul, um, do you recall who was investigating Melissa Caddick? No. Uh, ASIC. ASIC. Sorry. Yes. ASIC were investigating her. And I'm about to put forward something I feel... She was wearing... The pigs were wearing ASICs. No. The shoe that she found... Yeah. That they found her foot in, it was an ASIC shoe. And I think that's... You think she went through her wardrobe and went, hmm, this will show them, and put on a shoe with the same name as the... Well, I think it's fascinating. Right. Well, um, didn't... uh, 
Didn't Al Capone go to prison in a pair of FBI's? Stupid joke. Okay, so... I know the area very well. Okay. I obviously was not involved in the investigation, but I'm now going to put forward... So there are a number of um, theories that have been put forward by lots and lots of different people. There, of course, is the theory that she had her foot removed. Okay? Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. To make, How, people, to make people think she was dead. To make people think she'd passed away. Okay. However, and this is interesting, who recalls the very famous story of the man who got his arm caught in America? In Colorado. Remember that, Paul? No, I don't. Are you joking? No, I don't. He cut his arm off. Oh, I'm sorry. The 127 hours guy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, where he was pinned by a boulder. Yep. And after a while got desperate and used a basically pocket knife to mm. saw his arm off. Correct. And he, and he survived. He's done the talking circuit. There's a film yes. based on him. Yeah, okay. I think he's even sponsored by Mars. Mars bars. Um, or maybe. Something. Right. So it's very, very... It's an interesting theory. It's, um, it's a theory that people... Sort of a slightly romantic theory that one would remove one's own foot. And as I said, she would then have to have a prosthetic foot fitted so she can sort of maintain. But I, I, I don't think that is, a, is the case. I also don't believe that she was taken by a shark. <coughs> I have inspected in great detail all the cliffs around where she lives. Yeah. There are... So, so here's my theory. Her son, around about 5.30 a.m. that the last day, heard his mother leave the apartment, uh, the house. And as we all know, she didn't take anything with her. Ostensibly, she was going for a run. 
I believe that, in fact, I'm going to put forward a theory that I actually, based on fairly detailed research that I've done, I have a feeling that I would even know the street, that it's a cul-de-sac, and at the end of that street, I feel that that would be a place very likely where she she jumped. Okay. Would you like me to tell you the name of the street? Sure. Okay. The name of the street is, and I think this is so interesting, and you might hear some, some paper moving because I did take notes. It's called Douglas Parade, and it's in Dover Heights. Now, the entire eastern suburbs, on one side you've got the harbour, on the other side you've got the ocean. Mm. If you look at uh, maps taken from satellites, one of the things you notice is that for most of the cliff, okay, so you need a few things when you're going to, you know, jump off a cliff. You need height. However, what... And this is kind of... Look, I've been to a lot of suicides. I have been to some terrible suicides. Mm. Not saying they're not all terrible, but I've been to ones... I went to one at Manly once where a young guy walked to the top of the cliff and jumped backwards, which is not an uncommon thing to do, but it's not super common. Is it so they don't have to see the ground? Um, I don't know the reasoning, and he just stepped off backwards. Um, I, I went to one... Um, a colleague of mine who was in my class in the fire brigade, he jumped off North Head, mm. and you met him. He came to a, you know, did I at a party? At, um, I, I held a party at our place when we were at the school for for my whole class. We did a barbecue, and he was a lovely guy. And look, it's tragic. Yeah. Um. So people, and because you know, if you live near cliffs, so there's the famous gap, and. We know, I've been there recently and I've taken some photographs, weirdly not knowing about the story we were doing. It's, I will say this to everyone, it's literally impossible to take one's life at the gap. There is a surveillance system with cameras. There are lifeline booths at, at this place in Sydney and it's, a, it's an indictment to, to what a tragic location it is. They've actually got hotline where you can go to a phone, press a button and speak with a person immediately. It's just so, because so many people have taken their lives. There's a very famous story about a man that lived opposite and one day he was standing there and a man in a hat jumped off and his hat blew, That like the guy fell to his death mm. and the hat blew and he caught the hat. Okay, there are these Odd amazing stories. stories. Yeah. So after doing some really, really intense research and going up there and walking and driving around, Mm. I am of the opinion that there are a lot of places up there where if you jumped, you just land on the rocks. Now, we know Mm. that her body was not found. So I feel that she, and it's to me very obvious that she jumped into the water. And there are only a few places on that entire headland between Bondi and the Gap that have the height have that area where if you jump, you will go into the ocean. Yes. And, of course, it depends on the tides. Mm. My gut feeling, listeners and Paul, is that, and then I guess we have to also ask, because it was in the morning, so there still would have been light. That's The, the sun comes up mm-hmm. from the east. She would have been looking out to the east, to the, to the horizon. A couple of things, and this is a little bit morbid, but I think it's worth 
sort of touching on, and that is that did she just step off or did she run? And if it was already predetermined in her mind, and she definitely, well, firstly, she would have, in my opinion, because she did know the area quite well, she'd also interestingly made a comment uh, several months before to a member of, a friend, it was either a friend or family. I'm going to quote what she said. She said, if I'm going to end it, it's going to be here. So I imagine that the police would have interviewed that person. They would have gone to that location. I think it has to be a place, depending on the tides, when she hit the water, she obviously would have speared down into the water. It's not super deep there. I have a feeling that perhaps that is where the foot was was taken off. Oh, God. Uh, maybe she could have got wedged oh God. between... Um, you know, rocks, mm. uh, underwater, drowning, if if the impact didn't kill her. Uh, another thing to consider, listeners, uh, as morbid as this sounds, is that most people, when they um, jump, be it out of a burning building, um, you know, skydiving accidents, they generally land feet first. And, you know, the ankles, I mean, I, I broke my ankle in, you know, sh- Really, really badly, plate and twelve screws, and that was just falling down some stairs. That's you, nothing. You used to keep your police journals in the house, and I remember once I snuck a look, and there was a case of a uh, man whose parachute hadn't deployed, and he'd landed almost flat, face Correct. first, and his feet had pretty much exploded out yeah. the back of his heels. I mean, Correct. The, the whole, all the bone just got that's right popped out the back. It was terrifying. Yeah. Um, interestingly, so the foot is a kind of sticking point here. It is right. Um, there was an article published in the ABC back on the 1st of March, on a Monday, mm. uh, at 6pm. Authorities are investigating remains that washed up at a south coast beach north of where missing Sydney businesswoman Melissa Caddick's foot was discovered, so more remains showed mm. up. Mm. New South Wales police said a member of the public found the remains at Warren Beach, Kalbara, on Sunday morning. First of all, we, we it must be terrible to be the person who finds yeah. the remains. Yeah. It is the third set to wash ashore in the region in as many days. I find it interesting that they all started washing up around the same time, mm. which is really odd to me. Mm. Interesting. Especially given the amount of time she was missing for. Mm. It says here, it follows police confirmation last week that a, and I quote, badly decomposed foot, that answers the condition of the foot question, mm. matching Miss Caddick's DNA was found at Bonda Beach near Tathra on February 21st. Mm. Uh, they were going to go ahead and do forensic examination to figure out if they were human or animal. Now, if they're trying to figure out whether the remains are human or animal, mm. that would mean probably organs as opposed to limbs. Yeah, well, DNA, of course. Entra- if, if Skin. A, if a bunch of entrails wash up on a beach around the same time as a missing foot. Well, you're not obviously, not obviously um, with respect to yes. forensic pathologists, mm. etc. But, you know, I guess if there are contents within the intestines, um, you know, if, if, it's, if it's, it's unlikely that a pig so. would have gone to McDonald's. Well, that's not a good choice of words. Not impossible, but um, yes. I, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so it says here, remains were also found on Friday night at Molly Mook Beach, where police and SES personnel continue to scour the coastline on Saturday. There mm. are some aerial photographs of uh, SES searching the shoreline. Mm. But well, it's, 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 it's sounding more and more to me like it, like um, like the shark is possible. Mm. Right. I, look, um, look. Shark would not be the cause of death. No, in my no, opinion. no. Um, impact, trauma. Yeah. You know that um, there was a very famous case, listeners, where a lady uh, took her own life by jumping off the Sydney Harbour Bridge and she didn't die. 
because falling from that height, the the surface tension of the water is like landing on concrete. It it fucking kills you. Yeah. You don't do a swan dive off the Sydney Harbour Bridge, but her handbag fell a few feet in front of her and and broke the surface broke the surface tension. Yeah. Enabled her to to basically go in and, and and she survived. Um, How do cliff divers make those jumps? Do they put their, they put their hands out? And they, their hands they, they they break the water like with a spear. Spear. Okay. And it's just magical to watch. You know those Acapulco divers. Um, so look, it's it's very very interesting. But you know, in in Canada, in the last few years, as as, as an aside to this story, mm-hmm. they have um, retrieved from one of the bays in Canada. Can you guess how many shoes, Paul? Single shoes. Couldn't, they're found floating. I couldn't be 27 to. single shoes. They are from people that have taken their own lives. The shoes float. And it's very, very interesting. Right. When we talk about the floating shoes, there have been some contrarian scientific views from various members of the scientific community who have hypothesized due to the lack of barnacles that the shoe could not have floated that far. Now, here's another theory. She, somehow or other, made her way down the south coast and took her own life down there. Right. But then how did she get down there? If it was an Uber ride, it would be a bloody expensive one. Not out of the question. But it would also be on record. On record. Because she'd be registered in her name. That's right. But, you know, she had an intimate knowledge of of her environs up where she lived and I have a feeling, and, and, and listeners and Paul, something else that is very, very interesting, and it's a piece of detail that's been buried very, very deeply in this case. Mm. Three months prior to ASIC doing the raid on her house, she organised and booked shredding services for her documents. Okay. So you know how we spoke about the Ponzi scheme, mm. how you're basically just relying on new introduced capital to to maintain this this lavish lifestyle mm. and and it's she's basically just stealing and spending everyone's money at some point in the future it is going to be a day of reckoning and i believe that on that morning she she may not have slept that night it would have been a traumatic evening looking back on your life looking back at all the all the mistakes the the regrets Look, there are just so many things that must have gone through her mind and and I believe that she, on the balance of probabilities, mm. took her own life by jumping off a cliff very, very close by and I don't believe the cliff was north of her house. I believe it was south. Uh, and, of course, when you come down into Bondi, the cliffs become very... They become a lot sort of, you know, less in height. Yeah. You're going to want to, if you're going to jump off a cliff. As high as possible. Yeah, and you just don't want to land on the rocks and you you do not want to be yeah. alive. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that she didn't think this through. Mm. I mean, first of all, just quickly, we are talking about dying by suicide and that is a very triggering thing, understandably. So I think it's prudent of us to point out that if you or anyone you know uh, needs help in this regard, you can call Lifeline on 131114 or an organization that we have championed before in the past, Beyond Blue, and you can reach them on 1300 224 This case is really, really strange. I, I guess it's sort of romantic 
not romantic, but it is a, um, it's kind of fanciful and it's much more fun to imagine that she paid a collaborator to surgically remove her foot, lob it in the ocean with some entrails, throw people off the, off the scent. And then, you know, three years from now, someone who looks like her shows up in the Canary Islands, right? Mm. Um, with a limp. Uh, that's the kind of, that's the uh, inverted commas fun version of this story. But you're saying realistically, it's much more likely that she uh, took her own life. Mm. And I would, would hope and, and imagine mm. uh, that the investigating police in this particular case would have gone to all the houses on the cliff and it's a big, big job. And I can tell you now that a lot of people in that area have got security cameras. Right. A lot of people. And I would have looked for the footage of Melissa. You don't just walk out of your house and vanish. Uh, Not these days, anyway. No. And also, um, without sort of labouring the the point of the cliff, if Melissa had have gone north, what she would have come across is some really, really good cliffs. However, they're based around big sort of expanses like ovals. At that time of the morning... So many people are out walking dogs, exercising. I believe she went somewhere discreet and quiet. Hence, my theory of this particular cul-de-sac. It meets all the criteria. It's got the height. If you look at the satellite maps, you also notice that a lot of the shoreline, mm-hmm. um, the ocean, the water does not come right to the, the base of the cliff. There are only a few places. The cul-de-sac that I've mentioned fits all the criteria and it's close. And I don't think she'd want to be wandering the streets for too long Mm. because, and and, and then, of course, you've got all the weird things about the husband not contacting the police for quite a while and that's very, very... We're going to dive into that next week. We're going to dive into the husband and a couple of really odd things about, for example, the house uh, is up for sale right now and there's some weird stories regarding that. Every day seems to bring fresh stories from this case. Uh, it's a really, really odd story. There's a lot of, you know, developing news. So we'll be back next week to actually delve into, uh, well, the people around her, specifically her husband and some of the odd things that have happened during the court case. And just to sort of try and close this off, because whilst we're not doing an exhaustive look, this story is just bizarre. And we hope you've enjoyed Dad's insights into uh, the possibilities here. But um, also, just quickly... Very, very sorry about the uh, jokey jokes up the front, but Dad and I are just so happy to be recording in the same room mm. together that we figured just, you know, start things off light and then just drive it into a mountain. So, mm-hmm. And also, Paul, yep. um, we've sold out, uh, well, the first show sold out. Yep, and the second show is selling out very fast. So like, Actually, we're not bullshitting everyone. It's, it's, there are only a few tickets to go. It's happening very so, fast. So, yep. look, don't miss this, this opportunity to see Paul and myself in the flesh. Yep. Um, on stage. I take it there's a stage. Uh, yeah, we can arrange that. Love it. Uh, and I'm 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 pumped. I'm excited. It's going to be great. I didn't I didn't mean to use that term pump because pump refers to shoes. Pumps is that right? It all comes back to the same thing in the end, doesn't it? Pigs with shoes. Well, uh, I guess that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units: The Shadow Files. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back later this week with a loose ends, uh, which we will again be recording in person because I'm down in Sydney right now. Up in Sydney. Up and down in Sydney. And uh, have a great week, everyone. And we will see you soon. Cheerio. For more listeners, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.